Good morning, everyone. Welcome. I hope you're having a beautiful morning. Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. I've got an awesome episode for you today. We're going to talk about UFO sightings, disappearances, the negative alien agenda, and ultimately, what does that even mean with our view of the God of this world? Now, if you're not religious, great. This is going to be an incredible episode, very mind-opening. As always, bringing mind-bending episodes here. Uh, we are delving into the sci-fi, into faith, spirituality, paranormal, all of those things in the perfect tasty blend, everybody. So thank you for your support and for being here. What is up, Missy? How are you, my friend? Jim, welcome. Thank you for being here. Let me get my chair where it's not caught on the rug under me here. Um, so I'm going to be talking about a few things today. One of the things is I'm just going to jump in and say, I watched an incredible movie on Amazon yesterday. It's called The Vast of Night, and it kind of inspired you know me to look into some of this stuff. So um, I wanted to kind of talk about it and what it means to me, specifically a part of the movie. Uh, so spoiler alert, if you do want to watch the movie, uh, fast forward through this next part, you know, just for a minute. But um, there is, it, it's about the, uh, let me just back up. The uh, alien invasions, alien um, agendas, different UFO sightings, the cover-ups, all that stuff have been popular for a very, very long time. But one of the things I'm going to share today is I'm literally going to go through history, starting like, let's see, well, literally going to start with like some of our earliest recorded writings with Sumerian tablets, and we're going to move through antiquity then the 16th and 17th centuries then the 19th century 20th century literally look at so many up to modern times so many ufo sightings um, disappearances experiences in the paranormal and guys i believe it's happening all over again i mean it, it's i think prophecy and history is always repeating itself um, and you can just look at all of these experiences and then you see what's going on today uh, we have people in our community that see these things all the time. You can just jump on any social media and see, you know, video footage of what people are experiencing. Um, some of these could easily be things like drones. Some of them could be balloons or, you know, things like that, of course. But there's also a lot of them that we have very well documented on what they are. I mean, we even had a bunch released from... Um, like our government institutions recently where you can actually see them uh, in the air on like their FLIR footage and uh, they don't know what they are. They don't have uh, any type of propulsion that they can tell. And so I liken it to this. Like if you imagine these things are like entering our reality and so you have like our three-dimensional plane is like my hand and then all of a sudden they enter our reality like this. They can enter anywhere, but see, you don't see them, and then now you see them. And so that's kind of how I view it is like they can appear anywhere in any level. Um, they can hide behind clouds. They can hide in forests, they, wherever they want to be. And then they don't even have to hide because they can just be gone like that. Uh, they can literally slip right back through the veil, and they're not even here in our 3D realm. Now, if you have... Um, your third eye open, then I think that you probably see them more than others do. 
And I think that that's um, definitely something to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, sorry, Jim. Uh, Jim says um, TikTok is freezing up today. So I apologize about that. The recording will be fine, though. It'll be up on YouTube if you get a chance to watch it. Um, and then, yes, of course, I'm live over here on Facebook. So welcome, Facebook land. Thank you guys for the stars, by the way. If you noticed, I've got stars. I have um, super thanks on YouTube. And I also have the gifts over here on TikTok. And then if you're on the podcast as well, you can also give a gift over there just to support what I'm doing just as a one time like, hey, good job. Really like this episode, brother. Thank you for doing it. Those type of things really help me out. So thank you for that. I'll talk about some other ways you can support me later in the broadcast today. Um, but I want to talk about this movie. And really, there's a very specific quote in the movie. And I'm going to go ahead and quote it. Again, spoiler alert. Um, the movie is essentially about two teenagers. One of them is a radio DJ. Uh, one of them is um, in kind of the AV club at school. And I believe this takes place sometime in like the 1940s, 1950s. Um, uh, don't quote me on that, but go watch it. It's a great, great movie. Um, totally, I think it just got slept on. Like it, it, I didn't, I don't know how I missed it. I just, I had it in my queue and then I couldn't find it. And then I finally yesterday was like, what is that movie about the kids with the radio and the UFOs? And, and again, it's called the vast of night. It's on Amazon. Absolutely incredible. And so these kids, um, are, you know, one of them's working at the radio station. The other one is in the AV club. And then she's also working the switchboard, uh, at the call center, you know, back in the day when you'd have to literally plug in each line to each other line to make that connection. We just t totally take it for granted what we have today. Um, and so they pick up this radio signal. And this movie's based on a lot of different real-life events, um, kind of mixed together with a bunch of Easter eggs on other things that have happened throughout our history. And, um, you know, of course, immediately they think it's, you know, a foreign country trying to invade. Um, of course, that scare was going on a lot back then. And then uh, as the movie progresses, they uh, end up with people calling into the radio station and uh, basically saying, uh, you know, hey, I used to work for the military. I've got more information on this. As we know, you know, you listen to um, a lot of different uh, people that have come out and talked about this. Nobody has like the full story. Everybody got their little piece of data and, you know, we have to kind of put it all together and figure out what we think about it so um this movie has a lot of influence from the kecksburg ufo incident it occurred on december 9th 1965 in kecksburg pennsylvania and um this was kind of about uh, a fireball that was reported by citizens uh that had fallen out of the sky and then apparently uh people kind of found this uh bell-shaped object very very reminiscent of like what we've we've heard about before um and i want to just real quick point out that these bell-shaped objects you know these fiery bell-shaped objects are very reminiscent of a lot of things that we see in the old testament so just just throwing that out there too um so let's see yes Teresa says uh vast of night yes it's called the vast of night on amazon and i believe it was actually produced by amazon and i they just did an incredible incredible job on it so what's up tyler june welcome my friend um yes the lights in the sky truth that travels says what's up guys thank you thank you all for being here today i appreciate you so 
Uh, Mount Shasta has a lot of UFO sightings. Yes, absolutely. Truth of Travel says the true uh, or the full story is our story, our experiences, not the narrative that they are giving us. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm doing today's broadcast. No conspiracy theory at all, guys. I'm just giving you guys what is there. We're looking at stuff that's on Wikipedia with the documentation of what has happened, what people saw and experienced. And then we're going to literally look at the Bible and like figure out like there's a lot of weird stuff. And I think that unfortunately we have like adopted an idea of religiosity or churchianity in light of a lot of weird stuff that happens. And rather than like questioning what these gods are or these angels or these things that came down, um, we then built like these doctrinal dogmatic institutions, by the way, in all different forms of religious tradition. And so I, none, nothing in this episode is against your religious tradition. I love you. Um, you guys know that I'm probably one of the most fair, open, kind channels when it comes to all of this stuff. I don't sit here and rah, 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 everybody's out to get us because that's not what I do. I want to entertain you, enlighten you, uh, have a good time and have content that is good to have on every platform and is a blessing to the platforms, the people that watch it. Um, and ultimately just open your mind about this stuff because you have to make your own opinion about it and not me. Um, and so with that said, um, these incidents that happened, you know, there, there's just so many. I mean, it. when I say there's so many, I'm not talking about like there's a handful of them that, you know, you could research all day. I mean, there are people that have devoted their life to this. There are so many eyewitness reports, so many people that have come forward, so many people that have experienced weird things. The paranormal world goes so deep that I will never be out of a job with this, guys. Um, there's always something to talk about. And by the way, there's always new stuff to talk about now. Stuff that doesn't even make it to like the headlines that literally people in our community experience. Um, TikTok has made it so much easier for people to just, you know, share their like eyewitness experience of what's happening right then. A good friend of mine the other day was filming something very odd in the sky uh, right here on TikTok. And so it it makes you question like, okay, what's really going on here? What are we? Like, what is humanity um, that we would even be, um, you know, on the radar of the gods, right? And I say the gods because um, I've come to the conclusion, as many others have, uh, people like um, Zachariah Sitchin and, uh, of course, you know, Ancient Aliens discusses this a lot, but that these are our gods. These are the things that we have worshipped throughout history. And I believe that people like Jesus himself came to reveal something new, uh, that Buddha came to reveal something new, that uh, the stories of Krishna and the Bhagavad Gita are about a, a completely different transcendent being that is the supreme being, not what we would consider God as a man on a cloud, someone who comes down, judges, manipulates, and controls humanity until it works into his will, but rather the will of God being the good within all humanity, the light within all humanity. Jesus as the light bearer, that Lucifer that you hear about in the Bible that's been manipulated so much. And you guys can go watch my video on that. But there is literally nothing in the Bible to make you realize that, uh, oh, Lucifer's evil. Well, he's only evil from a point of view of if you're God, if you're the God of this world, right? And so the God of this world doesn't want light shed on what he has made dark, what he has hidden, what he has kept secret. 
Um, and then you have people like Jesus, Buddha, Krishna that are um, telling everybody, hey, ye are the Christs, by the way. Um, and it's not about one person coming. It's about everybody coming and repeating over and over and enlightening humanity, volunteers entering this domain over and over and over again to release the prisoners. All of us, by the way, in the 3D world, Garden of Eden was nothing more than the perfect prison. If you read it from the Gnostic point of view and from the light point of view, the light bearer point of view. Um, and so you just have to ask yourself at the end of the day, and we all do, no matter what tradition, faith, family, race, orientation, whatever, it doesn't matter. You just have to ask yourself, do I like the light or do I like darkness? And it really can be that simple at the end of the day. And yeah, absolutely. Book of Enoch, we're going to talk about today. But again, with Book of Enoch, who was in the wrong there? Because Enoch was going up and speaking with a specific God. Um, and then you have people like Jesus saying, no one stood before the Father. Like, you don't understand what the Father is. The Father is that Brahman in Hindu, the source in Buddhism, the being in the New Age. Uh, or the universe in the new age. And so um, he is that supreme being. And he, she, they, it is the supreme being. Because it is divine feminine, divine masculine. With us as the child, we literally are a part of that Godhead. If you actually think about it. So um, you guys know I, all of this is blended in one big blender here on my channel. Um, you're not going to get these conversations on other podcasts that just do paranormal or just do faith or just do spirituality. I'm literally going down that rabbit hole every single day on this podcast that has helped us become number one, um, in a lot of different podcast niches online. And so you can find my podcast ranking amongst some of the top podcasts when you go search things. Um, on different platforms like spirituality, paranormal, um, supernatural, stuff like that. And so getting to the top of that list in the number one spots or uh, at least the top tens um, has just been a huge blessing. And I'm really, really thankful for that. And so this is just my continued commitment to show up here and really give you guys something unique and different that you, you really are not going to get this anywhere else. Nobody is like, Oh, Cubs podcast is like this one because nobody's really talking about these angles with this spirit. Um, and so this whole thing with the Kecksburg incident, um, back to the movie as I chomp down on my cough drop today because I didn't want to choke again today. Um, there's an old lady in the movie, an older lady, we'll say. Um, and it's a beautiful scene in which she is, uh, again, spoiler alert here, so you can fast forward here for just a second. Spoiler alert, um, they go to her house because she calls in and, and she's like, you know, I have more information on that sound you're hearing on the radio, which was that frequency that was playing. And then there were reports coming out of there's something in the sky, there's something in the sky. And she goes, I know what it is. She goes into this whole story about how her son walked out the door one night in a trance his footsteps had stopped about a hundred feet from the house in the dry sand and dirt and he was gone. And she knew that he was taken by them because them had spoken with the child since he was a baby. And when he was a baby, he opened his mouth and began to speak a heavenly language. Um, what does that sound like? You guys have listened to me read the kind of origin story of Noah from the book of Enoch. 
And Noah, when he was a baby, opened his mouth and spoke with the Lord. Now, remember, the Lord was one of these. The Lord was this physical, this technological, this psychic entity that could be interacted with and give blessings and take blessings. He was something that people knew that they needed to continue. He was something that people feared, something that people respected, something that people wanted to build society under. And that is no different than today, my friends. Um, as we continue to build society, we are still, um, I believe, under the control and effect of these types of entities. And the only way to truly break free, my friends, is the actual spiritual metaphysical practices that Jesus himself, Buddha, Krishna, shared. These ancient Eastern traditions uh, that are beautiful and transcendent and connect us to something much higher than a physical god or something that has to travel into our realm with the technology because ultimately we are the thing that we seek the truth is within us about us being the actual child of god and the whole story and the whole narrative around jesus is you know at best uh historically true um at the worst it is a beautiful, beautiful esoteric story about the transmigration of the soul, your soul. In fact, the one soul. Um, and so absolutely, absolutely beautiful. But she gets into this story and talks about her son. And she has one haunting line in the movie. And I'm going to go ahead and paraphrase, quote it here. Um, she says that there's no free will while they're up there. And I want you to think about that. This is the most haunting line I've ever heard in any movie. And it's this is not a horror movie. Like, it, it's not what I would call scary. It's very ominous. And the idea that there are entities that want to visit here. They want to take samples of us. They want to manipulate us. That they are absolutely terrifying. People feel a weird sense of love and reverence for them. But at the same time, they have to... Uh, there are literally reports of people having to have their mind taken out of them put in another place where they're focused on love while they're doing stuff to their physical body on an operating table and they're taking samples and doing whatever. And I watched a video this morning where somebody was talking about uh, that they were building a second Eden, that this had to happen because of the second Eden. I think it was a Dolores Cannon video or something. I can't remember, but it was terrifying guys. Cause think about the first Eden. It was if you read the Sumerian tablets, it was just a breeding farm to try to perfect a human genome that would be the ultimate slave upon the earth. And I'm talking about all of us, by the way. This is not anything to do with any race or uh, tradition. I'm literally talking about every everyone that lives within the atmosphere of this planet is a slave to this planet. We can't leave. Like we think we can. You got a lot of billionaires right now saying that we can and well, we're getting ready to go terraform another planet. Well, that's great. What happens when you can't leave that planet too? Like we're, we can't just go to the far reaches of the universe. These things somehow can, they can go wherever they want. Um, does that make them gods or does that make them more highly evolved than us? Are they us in a million years and a billion years? Are they us in another multiversal timeline? Are we somehow trapped in this low vibrating three-dimensional realm where they get to continue to, to build here through us? And if you've read Jonathan Kahn's uh, The Paradigm, um, and I think he has a new book out called The Harbinger, um, not affiliated with him at all. I just I think it's very interesting that like 
the whole idea of free will, it's like, what does that mean when you look at the Bible? You look at just literally the stories in the Old Testament. God caused so-and-so to do this. God hardened the heart of this. And then you look at what God that is, and you literally go back to the Hebrew, and it's Yahweh. Like, it's literally that God that came out of Egypt that dwells in darkness, brings forth blessings from dark places. But guys, I've quoted all of these verses. I'm not going to go through all of it today. I'm giving you guys a big mind experiment on what the heck these things are. Why is it that we continue to give time, energy, resources to something that has kind of proven, I think, throughout history, throughout our documentation, they don't always have the best motives or the best uh, plan for humanity. But the thing that does, I believe, is the frequency of love. It is the actual energy that Brahman, uh, the energetic projection of the source of all creation, what you might consider the most high God or the one true God, um, because it is nameless, it is faceless, it is in all because it is all. Like it is one being. We are that being. Um, and at the very least, we are, the, we are the child of that being. We are the thing that was created in energy to accompany that being. And I think that there's something beautiful about that when you kind of just dig past the BS, which is belief systems, you know, I talk about here. And go, wait a minute, like, wait a minute. And so what I'm about to read you now is, you know, just keep that line that that lady said. And, and it's a haunting scene. She's in the dark in her house. She's kind of a, an invalid. She can't leave. She's lived her whole life knowing this and being judged for, you know, a lot of people thought that she did something to her son. This is all in the movie. I couldn't find that this was anywhere based on a true story with this specific, you know, tale. But I know that... Um, or at least that specific part of the movie. But I do know that like it connects to the Noah narrative and uh, Enoch where he was speaking with the Lord at, at like on day one and his eyes were shining like the sun. He was like in a trance, um, like something was speaking through him. And so like that's kind of, I you know, might be where that came from. I, don't, I wasn't the filmmaker, so I don't know. But that was the connection that I personally made. And I think that there's something haunting about that of what does free will even mean what does it even matter if these beings can psychically literally take over someone's mind they can they can channel through anyone they can uh cause people like in the bible to want to sacrifice their own children i mean look at um you know abraham you go look at um look at uh noah you know noah was um, say the, the Sumerian kind of version of Noah with, uh, Inky and his, um, half son that was kind of a human extraterrestrial hybrid. Um, he, he tells his son, you know, build this craft so you can get off of the earth's surface and you're going to take samplings of the animals so that we can re re terraform and reform this, this planet. And so, uh, why is it that we have stories that are thousands and thousands and thousands of years old that are talking about things that are clearly technologies we're just discovering today? So um, that's just my question. And I know I'm rambling on here, but it's like, this is so, this has to be thought about. I think right now in 2023, we are about to enter a literally a brave new world of what does it look like for extraterrestrials to live in harmony with humanity. Um, I really do think that that's coming. I think that it's more than just disclosure of, oh yeah, there's something up there. I think that we get more disclosure as we go forward. And in the book of Revelation, you hear about the two spirits that look like frogs. Hello? 
hello, what is that? I mean, come on. Um, it's literally all there, guys, and it's more science fiction than we want to believe. And we have put the label of faith and religion on things that we don't understand, and we've called evil or we've said, oh, that's demonic or that's dangerous to do things like yoga and meditation. I get these comments all the time. And I'm like, my higher self, my connection to source has never lied to me. My ego will lie to me. My ego is what these things can use to control. And I think about that. They, they manipulated the egos of many, many different people throughout history, throughout the, the biblical canon. And nobody has really, I think, done an effective job of putting this spin on it and this view on it because, um, you know, e even the, the paradigm book that I was talking about earlier, it does a great job of talking about it, but it kind of like doesn't, it doesn't leave room for, I think what I'm talking about with like the Eastern mystic side of God, like the thing that is not like he, it just is love. And there's no judgment in that because it just, love is all that's real and whatever we do to each other on this planet is all going to get like wrapped up at a certain point anyway because it's it's just being manipulated by all of these entities that think that they're god when there really is something much much greater than them they understand the source within but they also have their own free will and so they're able to manipulate us on a much higher level and so i know that's kind of a um a simplistic view of it and i don't get all of it by the way but i'm starting to like kind of decode and uncover by the way the movie somebody asked again the movie is called vast of night and so um anyway i talked about the kecksburg incident um i want to talk about the people just in the bible that were taken to heaven okay um, and if you listen to what Jesus said, he is not talking about a physical kingdom. He's talking about a spiritual kingdom within. And that's that's one of the big differences we have to understand. Um, anything that comes out of that, that that is trying to prepare you for a heavenly physical kingdom, um, even with a glorified body, I think is is not what, what we really were getting from Jesus. And um, we've got... Book of Revelation I still question on, though I do see a lot of it is like cyclical and has happened and is happening and will happen again. I think it's all just a great reminder of the fact that none of this is real and you, there's a source code that has that is running the matrix, that is running the pixels of our, what you would call the particles in, in physics. Uh, it's the particle isn't real, but the wave is. The wave is the thing that is the, the God source through all. And when you shut down the particle just like a tv all of those pixels go black and they don't even exist anymore there's no destructive force that has to happen on that i think we have this apocalyptic view of everything has to go up in fire and smoke and i think that the reality of it is it's just it's just off it's off or it's on and like the more we learn about that with our sciences today, and I'm not a scientist, it's not scientific, I'm not here to prove anything. This is a, every single episode I do is a thought experiment. So a lot of people come in here and prove it, do this, show me this, you know, again, I'm not here, I'm not your news, I'm not your church, I'm not your whatever, and I'm also not your conspiracy theory channel. Like I'm not here to do any of that. I'm here to entertain, educate, enlighten, and gets you to think outside of your tiny little box. You get up, go to work in the morning, 
get off, go have a beverage at the local bar, go home, try to avoid your family, go to bed and then do it the next day. Like what, what's that about? Like you really, you think that that's what a loving, all encompassing, all powerful God desires for you. No, you desire that for yourself and your ego because you have been manipulated by the very things that created the physical world or manifested the physical world. So Optimix says real talk. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Truth that travels says kingdom of God slash temple is spiritual. The physical being is geoengineered. Yes, absolutely, my friend. Um, then name says Jesus tried to show us what we can do and we ended up worshiping him instead. Boom, bingo. Uh, nam, uh, Namas True, actually. Yes, Namas True. Great name, by the way. Um, so, yes. Um, uh, Jubpev says, Have I read Original Sin is a Lie by Bob Peck? Bob Peck is actually a really good friend of mine. Uh, I'm in his spiritual TikToker group, and we've got like a little group that meets a lot. And uh, we just talk about all kinds of cool spiritual stuff. And uh, yeah, Bob Peck, Daniel Tyak, go follow them, by the way. Um, very, very enlightened individuals, in my opinion. I love them to death. Um, in fact, I got Bob's book over here behind me, signed copy with a custom message to Cub Cooker. So thank you, Bob. Love you, brother. Uh, so yeah, original sin is a lie. If you want to start to understand like this whole, like, especially from the spiritual perspective of like how we've just been manipulated and like anytime there's a message of truth and purity, immediately the God of this world adopts it as his own. He adopts it under the name of millions of different traditions, ideas, religions, faiths, traditions, whatever. Um, it's not one. Like there's a lot of people right now that say, oh, this is, this is the constructor. This is what, guys, it is literally everything. If it's here in the 3D, this dude owns it or these dudes like, but your spirit, your light within, that's the only thing. Like that's what all of the ascended masters came. Why do you think they were all persecuted or unalived or shunned away or whatever? So anyway, um, with that said, I wanted to get into... Um, okay, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different people that were taken. And I'm going to have to jump off here in a second. But I want you guys to really think about this. Enoch was taken up and shown the mysteries of heaven while he was still alive. Even in the Bible, it says he was no more. Okay, now I want you to go look up the list of UFO sightings. There are, there's a whole Wikipedia page on it. There's a ton of other pages. Starting in antiquity, 1440, the fiery disks over ancient Egypt. It's recorded by, um, let's see, uh, the scribes of Pharaoh Tutmos uh, III. Um, and it's from the Thule Papyrus, which is uh, obviously a debated and disputed papyrus. Um, all of these are, guys. Everything is. The Bible's debated, too. I mean, come on. Like, everything that we have, unless you were there and wrote it, you don't know. So, uh, and then 218 B.C., the ships in the sky. Uh, Livy records the number of portents of the winter of this year, including uh, the Navian Specimen de Caleo Abfiuse, which is the phantom ships that he had seen gleaming in the sky. Like, 
think about this. They knew what a ship was on an ocean. They knew what, or, or a boat on a lake. They knew what that was. They also knew what a bird was. And so why is it that like we have all our gods on the ancient tablets and stuff are depicted with wings? It's not because they had wings, guys. And then, then we get our whole, you know, our uh, Greco-Roman view of angels as these robed men and women with wings. And really, that's just an esoteric symbol for the fact that they came from the stars, from the sky. And even in the Old Testament, Yahweh descends in fire and smoke. And so then in 7 BC, the flame-like wine jars from the sky, which exactly, to me, matches the description of the Kecksburg UFO incident, the fiery bell that, fe that fell from heaven, looks very much like a wine jar, um, and this is uh, according to Plutarch, uh, a Roman army commander. Um, he's about to begin battle. Uh, and then all of a sudden the sky burst asunder with a huge flame-like body was seen to fall between the two armies. Uh, in shape, it was most like a wine jar and color like molten silver. Like literally the Kecksburg incident, but this happened in 7 BC. Um, so, you know, again, I can't, I can't uh, prove any of this, guys. But then it goes on, talks about the, the sky army the angel hair that rained down from heaven, uh, the airship of uh, Kalan Monis Monisco. I don't know how to say that. Um, and then we get into the 16th and 17th centuries. There's several there too. 19th century, the mystery airships of 1869, um, unidentified flying objects that are known from a series of newspaper reports originating in the western United States and spreading east during the late 18. 96 so uh it could anybody make any of this stuff up sure absolutely but why is it so similar all across the globe all across existence and time that we have recorded uh they're all so similar and then you go back to like the sumerian and mesopotamian mythologies and kind of the cradle of civilization and then you're like this is the gods this is where the gods came from well, why are they not talking to us anymore well, because we're all sitting here looking at our cell phones. We're all looking at our little black mirrors. And um, how do you think they talk to us? They talk to us in the only languages that we have. Back then, the language they had was fire, smoke, stone, flesh. Think about these things. How do they communicate to us now? Okay, we've got LEDs, lights, technology, different things. Like, uh, And so they're, they're not stupid they have evolved the way they communicate with us um i don't think we're going to see one land on the lawn of like you know our uh our leadership uh houses here you know i don't i don't think that that's how this goes down is what i'm saying um i think how it goes down is that we uh have bought hook line and sinker the narrative that they wanted us to which is the political, the social, the economic, and the religious points that are on that little star that they have built into this world. And so, anyway, that's that's kind of my thoughts. So, um, with that said, again, go look this up. I mean, this goes all the way up in the 1950s. Then there's a huge explosion. Even over here in Lubbock, I live like a couple of hours from Lubbock. The Lubbock Lights, the big V-shaped formation that's over Lubbock, uh, reportedly, um, or purportedly, what, you know, whatever the right word is there. Um, they just go on and on and on and on and on. And then now, you know, we, and then here we are in the 2000s, 
um it it it's the phoenix lights in 97 here i mean these are some big ones but they i mean this list is massive and then it continues to go on there's a lot of references with it like you guys go do your own research i'm not here to tell you and sell you on some sort of like conspiracy theory i just want you to think about it like i grew up going to church singing songs to a god that i didn't understand believing that this god came down on a mountain and gave commandments so that i could be saved somehow and then there's even the whole narrative within the bible of like that those commandments that law only led to sin and death well why is that because if these things want us reincarnated in this 3d realm and they're continuing to farm our energy, our thoughts, our resources, everything into their elevated and heightened civilization. We're like the little worker ants for them, and we don't even know it. And so uh, just think about that. Just think about that. And so that's why I, I tend to really believe the message of Jesus even deeper, because uh, for me, he was a man that became God, that realized we're all God, and you too can be um, that God which you seek. And I'm not saying that I am the almighty God here, but I'm saying that I am a piece of that body, a piece of that divine mind, a piece of that source. And we're all returning to that source. Like each of our souls have been split apart. If you look into the, the Gnostic view of all of this, been split apart all across the galaxies to then reconvene and reconnect as the actual literal child of that supreme being, the origin of all consciousness, all existence, all beingness. And once we return to that fully and join that fully, we can recreate in perfection because finally we remember who we are. Because inherently to be created means that you are not the uncreated. And if you are created, then you have the ability to have your own thoughts outside of the uncreated, which would be what we would consider God or source. Um, and then now, boom, that's the big bang that's the 3d expanse built out of one thought that maybe i'm separate from god and so i beg the question of all of these stories in the bible are they because we are under a spell and we are under something we can't control and we just have to deal with it or are they because we've agreed to it because we are actually literally the co-creators of god and the more we're told that the more we have thoughts apart from him apart from it her they whatever you want to call it, that um, the more we are actually manifesting these gods, these realms, these worlds, when really the truth about who we are is something much higher. And I think that that's a pretty cool uh, version of all of that. So, um, so yeah, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so this is like my, my depiction of you know, it would be Yaldabaoth, Yahweh, um, the Demi-Urge, whatever you want to call it. Like uh, some of those are more like the just the spiritual energy ideas around that. Some of them, again, I think that they're manifest in the flesh because we manifest in the flesh. Like I think that's kind of the whole thing of why we even have these aliens. Like, And by the way, you know, you see in, in the Bible all these angels coming down. They're like, don't be afraid. You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, how many times are these things like, oh, don't fear. You know, we're just here to do experiments on you. Don't worry. Um, so with that said, guys, uh, Truth of Travel says cool artwork. Thank you very much, my friend. Um, Annie says this is uh, what you should always be doing more lives. Yes, Annie. Actually, we're getting much, much more back to that. We've had a lot of uh, stuff going on in the community. This year has been weird. 
lots of weird energies, but we're, we are reining that back in more lives, more shorts. Um, we've made some changes in the community into the support tiers so that I can continue to do this and focus on what I do best, which is this. That's why I started this. So, um, with that said, uh, and we had a, a community meeting yesterday, if you're in our mythos group, um, you had an opportunity to be a part of that. Uh, if you're in the charisma support tier, um, then you continue, um, to get access to everything, including live calls every week. So, um, for anybody that's interested in supporting what I'm doing, everything's on the website. You can find the podcast there. Website is www.cubcooker.com. Cubcooker.com. Just like my name here, .com. Um, and that it's going to send you over to my stand store where you can follow the podcast on your favorite platform. You can check out my YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everything there. You can also check out the Mythos group, which is our support tier one now, and that gets you access to the private uh, community. It's our exclusive uh, group there. We have a, a page on Facebook that's just for that group. We have chat, behind the scenes videos where I'm gonna be sharing a lot more of like the behind the scenes of what goes on here. Um, it's just a great place to connect with community. And then now we have our Charisma support tier which is my mystery academy tier where you get everything you get in the mythos tier but you get also hundreds of video trainings where i teach how to discover your own mysteries how do you discover your own spiritual gifts how do you remember who you authentically are how do you step into your power how do you actually become a light worker a professional or personal spiritual practitioner with the authority the ability and the gnosis that you have the very source of God within you. And I go through all kinds of beautiful ancient teachings, teachings that, that I've had downloads on. Um, we've had literally like the ratings from people in that are incredible. And I'm about to be able to put all the ratings. It's like five star, five star, five star. Like everybody is loving the Charisma Mystery Academy. And I'm very, very blessed to have that. Um, and so that's the second support tier. You get that as well as live calls every weekend. Um, and then we'll, we'll change um, probably every few months when the live calls happen, but just to make sure everybody can be involved. Those will all be done through the Charisma platform as well. So um, you guys go check that out. Um, support me in whatever way you can or want to. Uh, some of you guys watching right now will be like, I got, I got to know more. I got to, I got to do the guy's training. I got to, I got to learn. I got to be a part of the community. I want to, I want to dive in. And if you do great, it's only 30 bucks a month to go all in and enjoy, um, all of the different opportunities that I have around supporting this mission that we're doing here. So thank you guys. And then if you want in the mythos, it's only nine bucks a month. So, uh, there's literally something for everybody guys. So I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful afternoon. I'm going to go spend some time with family. Um, but like I said, go look up all this stuff. Um, it'll blow your mind. Um, and then I didn't even get through all of these. We got, uh, Elijah was taken up to Sarah, uh, Eleazar, uh, Hiram, uh, Melek, Jabez, uh, um, Bita, which was a daughter of Pharaoh. And I didn't even know that one. So, um, lots of different even just within like the biblical stories, there's like seven people that were taken up. Then you've got uh, Zoroastrianism, different things there. Hinduism is just like tons and tons of it. 
Um, and so I think Hinduism is one of the things that for me kind of unlocked the idea that like, why are there so many different gods? Cause they're all pieces of us. Like it's that blend of our spiritual truth and our ego together. And I think we see that like with, as we manifest different gods and then, but as we actually truly meditate and go within and do our yoga, the yoga of love, love and devotion to the true singular one energetic being in the universe that we are actually a part of then it kind of just melts away all of those things like the karmas and the different manifestations that we've built of our our gods and so it's really really i think a beautiful uh way to just kind of go all in on you go all in on you and say you know i'm done serving things outside of myself that i don't understand and i want to step inside with love and realize that if i love if I ascend, if I do the work on myself, if I, if I do that wellness work on myself, then I'm doing that on my brothers and sisters, then, then everybody wins. And if we all were to do that, that doesn't mean we're selfish in it. Cause it's like, you know, how do you help others if you can't even help yourself? So, um, anyway, so I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day and I will see you tomorrow. Peace.